This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. COP26 is underway in Glasgow this week. More than 190 world leaders are attending the summit, including our reluctant Prime Minister. But when it comes to climate change, Australia has certainly dragged its feet. Earlier this year, the Sustainable Development Report announced that Australia ranked last for climate action among UN member countries. Someone who wants to see that change is Professor Matthew England from UNSW's Climate Change Research Centre. Professor England joins me. Good morning. Morning, Katrina. So there has been a lot of momentum in the build-up to this. Why is this year's UN Climate Change Conference considered to be so significant? Yeah, it's a really significant one. It's the 26th COP meeting, so people need to realise this is the 26th time annually that the world's leaders have got together to talk about this issue. So it's very frustrating for us scientists who've been ringing the alarm bells since the early 1990s. But we are here in, in 2021, and, and this year is important because finally we've got a pledge from virtually all the big emitters to go to net zero by 2050. And, and the reason why that's important is that we need that pathway to net zero emissions to secure a safe climate future. You know, we don't want these bushfires of a couple of years ago in Australia to be something that's a near annual event. Um, And and if we do nothing about our emissions of of carbon, um, that's where we'd be heading to. Mm. Matthew, can you please explain, when you talk about net zero or carbon neutral, what does that mean and is it achievable? Yeah, so net zero means that we basically would reach a situation where our emissions become low enough that we can offset them with other measures that take up carbon. So if you think about the atmospheric um, load of, of carbon dioxide that sits there at the moment, it's determined by how much we emit and then how much is absorbed naturally by the oceans and the land. And And there may even be technological ways that we can enhance the uptake of carbon through, you know, planting seaweeds and other things. So, But, but all those measures are not they're, they're not able to really, uh, if we went on with emissions as they are today growing, we wouldn't be able to get net zero. So the important thing about net zero is to bring our emissions down to a level that we can make up for them with, with either natural sinks in forests and the oceans um, or enhancing those with, with different measures. And so we get to a stage where it, that would basically stabilise the level of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Um, the other scenario of going on with our emissions means we just build up those concentrations of greenhouse gases. And I think maybe it's worth pointing out that when we emit carbon dioxide into the atmosphere, it's it's a very slow process to reabsorb it into the oceans and land surface. And so that's why net zero isn't just about creating new technologies to draw carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. That's a very small part of the solution. The biggest way we're going to achieve that is by moving on to solar and battery storage here for Australia. That's the main way we'll, um, you know, electrifying our vehicle fleet of cars and these sorts of things will we'll get us to net zero. And actually, with I should say, with, with a significant growth to the economy because all of these measures will create uh, new jobs and new industries and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an economic boom, re-engineering how we power energy and transport. I know that sort of for Australia, it's been our dependence on coal and economically our dependence on that industry has been a barrier. How do we wean ourselves off our dependence on coal without penalising, you know, those who are the most vulnerable to the job losses? Can we make, for example, opportunities for clean energy in regional areas that are most likely to lose out when, when coal oh, absolutely. dies off? It's a really, absolutely. It's a really important point. A couple of things to note there is, I mean, the coal mining sector these days is highly automated. There's a lot of robotic machinery um, going into the extraction. Because we've been doing it for so long, the jobs in that sector are not nearly as 
significant as as some people in the in the um, coal mining industry want you to believe. But um, the other big thing is there's a tremendous amount of jobs that will come out of going to I mean solar farms, building up these solar farms, maintaining them, maintaining that infrastructure. Huge amount of jobs for regional Australia. Wind turbines, creating a new electricity grid, solar PV cells on roofs, all these things will create jobs. And and so the net result, uh, a lot of economists have looked into this and found that there'll be more jobs out of this transition to low energy than there would be by sitting on our hands and just doing the same thing we've been doing for the last 30, 40, 50 years. Um, and so it's a big opportunity. I think people in Australia wish we're actually really lucky. You know, we have had a big reliance on coal for our economy, but the great news is that. We actually have enough solar energy hitting our continent to power the whole planet five times over. And so once we get to a stage where these solar farms are up and running and we're storing that energy and transporting that energy around Australia and, and potentially around the world, um, we're going to have we're going to be a net export industry again for energy. So it's not like we're if we were a nation that had very little solar energy resources um, and and we really just had coal as our big exporter, um, then we'd stand to lose a lot. And, and say a nation like Saudi Arabia that depends heavily on fossil fuels and doesn't have a solar industry to fall back on, they probably will lose out. And that's why they're also opposing any changes. But, you know, Australians shouldn't um, get into bed with these other nations like Saudi Arabia, Russia and, and so on that are trying to stick to fossil fuels. Those nations, if you look at their climate um, risk, they're very they're, they're not at all are vulnerable to bushfires and these sorts of things that we are we have here in Australia. So we shouldn't think that, you know, joining forces with other fossil fuel rich nations is our path forward here. Um, we stand to lose a lot by not addressing this issue. Mm. And so what do you hope is going to come out of this conference as far as Australia is concerned? Yeah, and one of the hopes we have is that the government will realise that time is up on coal and, and fossil fuels. And, and the reason that will happen is twofold. Partly, it, I think the electorate is pushing for that and, and, and clearly the government want to do what the Australian people are, are keen for them to do. But the other big thing is that the, you know, the growth of, of a renewable energy um, will lead to the growth of the economy. But also our trading partners, I mean, with the Prime Minister there in Glasgow this week, he, he will realise, he'll be hearing that all of our major trading partners are also abandoning coal. And, and we can't we would look pretty foolish to sort of hold on to coal as our as our main source of energy when all of our trading partners are, are abandoning it. So, you know, there's no point digging up coal if nobody's going to burn it. We need to keep it in the ground. And I hope that out of this meeting in Glasgow, Australia is is pressured, shamed. I don't know what word you want to use, but we really want the Australian government to realise there are going to be a pariah on climate change unless they get um, with the global momentum towards low emissions technologies. I should say quickly, you know, we do have wonderful solar PV experts here. Some of the, the, the world record in terms of efficiency cells have been built at the University of New South Wales. There's a, a group there that I'm not part of that, that lead the world in this um, creation of these cells. And so we've got we've got a huge industry of solar PV waiting to be tapped into. Um, it does rely on a lot of mining of precious metals to produce these solar cells. So the mining industry won't be left behind. It's just a matter of um, transitioning to these low carbon technologies that can save our climate system as well. Mm. Well, thanks for filling us in. We've learned a lot this morning. Great to chat, Katrina. That's Professor England from UNSW's Climate Change Research Centre. We've been talking about COP26, which is all happening in Glasgow this week and next week.
Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.